Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring, here for you. You're hearing all morning that it's Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. You've just looked at your bank balance and feel even worse. It's about 900 days till payday. Your body and mind is craving something feel-good. I've got your coverage. Sinead Brazel here bringing the good vibes on LMFM. Oh, that is shaking the Monday blues away, that is for sure. Katrina and the Waves kicking off this blue Monday morning on 11 to 1 with Walking on Sunshine. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. WhatsApp and text lines are open. And apparently today is the most depressing day of the year. No, no, I'm not going to hear any of that. It's not going to be happening, right, on the show because I've decided it's not and that's just it. But apparently, if you are feeling a bit, you know, down in the dumps today, uh, you could do things that will boost the serotonin and mood. And one of the things that I like to do is stuff myself with chocolate. Oh, yeah. And apparently, Lint, the geniuses at Lint Marketing have decided that there is no such thing as Blue Monday because they are going to be at Connolly Station in Dublin. So if you're making the trip to the big smoke, if you're working up there and you're on the train now, maybe listening in uh, to this to the show, Connolly Station, when you get off there, okay, because the people from Lint are going to be there giving out free Lindor treat bars of chocolate to just give a little bit of a pep in your step this Blue Monday. So that's fantastic. But you have to, uh, you can only avail of it now until noon. Apparently from noon today, that's the end of uh, Blue Monday. <laughs> Generosity. Uh, but apparently, yeah, today is the most depressing day of the year. According to, I don't know, researchers, I'm going to say. They say that the third week in January is when we're at our lowest. It's still freezing cold. Yes, very true. The days are still darker. Yes, very true. We're broke because we haven't been paid in weeks. Yes, very, very true. <laughs> okay, you're not. That's a lot of reasons to feel blue. And of course, you know, your motivation's sort of gone from the New Year's resolution. So all of this is contributing to Blue Monday. However, we can do things to boost our mood. We can, like listening to cracking tunes like Katrina and the Waves. Or how does a nice little prize sound. Yeah, I have tickets to Aslan to give away. They are coming to the Tree Arena in March. I'm going to give you details of how you can win very, very shortly. But first, let's have some more feel-good vibes. Here's Coldplay. There's Coldplay, something like this, and LMFM's 11 to 1, continuing the good news. 
I am thrilled for these guys. You might recall last week we were chatting to Gerard Nivreen. He was on board Brua, the five-man team that were rowing their way to Antigua. It is all part of the Talaskar Whiskey Atlantic Challenge and they were going for the world record. They were fairly sure that they had it in the bag. They arrived in to a hero's welcome on Saturday and uh, they have smashed that world record. So they crossed in a a time of 33 days, 12 hours and 39 minutes. So this is a new record for the fastest ever Atlantic row by a five person team. Fantastic. We can tell you that Frankie and Eugene Mohan, the twins from Dundalk, they are ploughing ahead on uh, Crean, the other boat. So this is part of the same Irish team, but they're on the four man boat and they are less than 100 miles to go. And no doubt uh, they will arrive to Heroes Welcome. I was chatting to their dad over the weekend and he's already there and the family are all going to be so excited to have them home and safe on dry land. And hopefully the guys might join us in studio when they are back home in Dundalk so it's fantastic they have pushed themselves up now to 10th place in the race overall and just to remind you these guys are complete novices they never did anything like this before and there's professional rowers to take on this challenge as well so I just think it's incredible it really is and as well as all that they have raised a whopping I'm going into it now on the GoFundMe page they have raised for the Lara Lynn and Ornelli 49,485 euros which is just outstanding so fair play to the guys and I've been just thrilled to report on their progress as they took on this (laughs) ginormous task to row across the Atlantic 3,000 miles in what really could be described as a souped up bathtub really is what they rode in so fair play to the guys now we're going to take a quick break after that I've got music from Lewis Capaldi plus we're going to be checking in with mental health charity Turn to Me.ie. They're offering free mental health services all the time, but it's particularly today for Blue Monday. I'm going to have tips on how to beat the Blue Monday blues. The 11 to 1 show. Just handed a notice here. Meath County Council on behalf of Irish Water wants to advise customers in the Silver Streams to Mullen area of possible water disruption until 2pm today. That's due to repair to a burst water main. Uh, so the uh, Meath County Council on behalf of Irish Water regrets any inconvenience caused. So if you're in the Silver Streams to Mullen area, there's possible disruption until 2pm. Now today is Blue Monday and turn to me, a national mental health charity expects to see an increase in stress and anxiety levels among us. Blue Monday falls normally on the third Monday of January and it's kind of believed that it's you know particularly stressful due to post-Christmas blues, bad weather and a long way off payday. Fiona O'Malley, she's CEO of TurnToMe.ie, they're the mental health charity. She's back with us with helpful ways to improve stress and anxiety levels. How are you getting on, Fiona? Very good. Thank you for having me. Great to have you back on the programme. Now, Blue Monday, is this really a thing or is this sort of a made-up thing? It's a great question. So it was originally coined by a travel company, but there is merit to it because a lot of people find this very depressing period. Um, it can be quite stressful because of the post-Christmas blues, the gloomy weather, many people being in the red with credit card bills, stretching their December paycheck. And a lot of people also feel very demotivated if they've already broken their post-Christmas healthy diet or their New Year's resolutions. So even though, you know, it was some certainly something that was invented as a PR concept, there is merit um, to reasons why people would feel uh, depressed during this period. 
Yeah, and you know, January just particularly can just be a really tough month, you know, for a lot of people. Blue Monday, that's not going to help either. You're expecting a lot of people will be engaging uh, with mental health charities like yourselves. We do indeed, yeah. We see a lot of people engaging with our free mental health services to tackle the issues that we've we've mentioned um, because it can be a very stressful time for a very anxious time for a lot of people. Um, and there are ways to improve these uh, levels of stress and anxiety, um, like exercising, reducing alcohol intake, being around nature, meeting a friend for a walk or a cup of coffee, mindfulness, journaling, yoga, getting enough sleep that's hugely important. Um, and if anyone feels like they need a little bit of extra help um, to, to tackle those January blues or those Blue Monday blues, um, we offer up to six free counselling sessions to every adult in Ireland for anyone who, who's struggling. Um, we also offer free unlimited support groups on anxiety, uh, depression, grief and relationship issues. So um, if, if anyone's feeling like they, they, they need that bit of extra support, it's there and, and it's free and it's professional. Fantastic. And you mentioned a lot of uh, nice tips there for kind of ways of boosting the mental health. You omitted chocolate now, Fiona. Chocolate is a great endorphin <laughs> inducer. Would you be a chocolate fan now? I often inhale chocolate and eat my own body weight in chocolate. Um, I remember during the Christmas period, um, I was eating, um, you know, most of the roses um, tin and my family came in and they were looking at the remains, the carcass of the roses tin, we'll say. And um, my brother said to me, ah, Fiona, you've only had the ro- left the rotten ones. The only, yeah, but you've eaten them all apart from the rotten ones. And I said, no, no, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Fiona, you're a girl after my own heart. I love it. Even the ones that like are supposedly the rotten ones, you know, the kind of syrupy kind of ones. I'm not a fan of them. Yeah. I would like just like if I'm on a binge now, they're all just going in. I'm not even really properly tasting them, but I'm high as a kite on the chocolate. Love it. And I think, uh, do you know what? Any day today is the best excuse for all that. It really is. Um, but just tell us a little bit more about Turn to Me. Uh, you guys you set up in 2009, but you have grown substantially. We have grown, yeah. We're still going through a period of growth, which is which is great. Um, so it was set up, as you rightly say, in 2009. And it stems from the very personal and the very tragic um, experiences of Ushin and Dermot Scollard, who very sadly lost their brother Cormac to suicide. Um, when uh, Cormac uh, passed away, they decided that they wanted to set up a charity that would break um, the barriers to mental health access in Ireland. A lot of the barriers include the cost, uh, we hear of some counselling sessions costing up to €500. Euro. That's yeah, absolutely crazy. Like, no one can afford that. Um, and then the waiting list as well would be obviously the, the, one of the biggest problems for mental health services in Ireland. So we don't have a waiting list returned to me. Uh, we release all of our um, counselling sessions at the start of every week. Um, so whoever, you know, avails of, of them, they're, they're refreshed uh, quite regularly. Um, and then we uh, offer free unlimited support groups um, and they're on anxiety, depression, grief, relationship issues, um, and they're available, you know, immediately. Like yeah. if you if you want to sign up for a support group today, 
um, you can uh, you know sign up for it an hour before so there's no waiting list for any of those um, and then we also offer up to six free counselling sessions to everyone in Ireland That's so amazing. even though obviously what what happened to, to Cormac was so tragic and so awful for the family and it will never ever be the same for that family um, something quite beautiful has come from his legacy in that we have helped over 110,000 people in Ireland since the charity was set up so that's you know, down to the brothers, um, to their to their passion for mental health uh, services and to change mental health services in Ireland. It's amazing. It really is. That is an incredible legacy. And as well as all those sessions and everything, the free support groups that you've spoken about there. I love this. There's a Thought Catcher Mood Diary, uh, which is for free. Is this kind of to prompt, I suppose, journaling like you mentioned there? It is indeed, yeah. So our uh, Thought Catcher Mood Diary, it runs every day from 2pm until 8pm. And the way it works is that you can go in, you can talk about how you're feeling. Other people can respond and say, oh, well, actually, I went through something similar or I was also struggling with, you know, uh, satisfaction in my job or I was also really stressed coming up to exam season and this is how I dealt with it. So people can, you know, I suppose, um, give each other that form of peer-to-peer support and the tips and advice that other people find really, really useful. And what's really interesting about the likes of the thought catcher or any type of peer-to-peer support, studies show that people who are at the receiving end of these uplifting messages, their mental health journey benefits. So if I say, oh, well, I'm really struggling um, you know, it, with my family at the moment, and you know, someone responds and says, oh, this is how I dealt with it, you know, don't worry, you'll get through this, I will benefit from that uh, type yeah. of engagement. But the person giving that support studies show that their mental health benefits as well. So it's, I suppose, a greater sense of purpose to people when they feel like they can help other people who are going through through something similar. So, yeah, that's a third, a third free uh, professional mental health service that we offer um, to everyone in Ireland. And our services run 365 days a year. So um, it's not just on, on Blue Monday. Not just for Blue Monday. Absolutely brilliant, Fiona. The work that you're doing is fantastic. It really is. Thank you so much for joining us with all of those tips as well. And have a happy Monday, I'm going to say to you. A happy, let's give it a different colour, like yellow or something something uplifting. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks a million, Fiona O'Malley there. If you want to find out more information, turn to me. So the number two, me.ie. Lewis Capaldi with Forget Me on LMFM's 11 to 1. Helen and Trim is having a Blue Monday. She's on 086-1800-658. She says, it's Blue Monday and Trim today. Thanks to our postman. He's just put the largest gas bill ever through our letterboxes. Oh, Helen. You know, I've been there. I've been there with the big gas bills and big electricity bills and you just think, how am I going to get this sorted? Okay, instant mood shifter for you, Helen, right? What you do is you get the gas bill, add an extra zero to the end of that, right? And pretend it's a check for you. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, right? Just pretend it's a check that's after arriving in the in the mail. And the gas company has actually told you that you that you're going to receive all this, okay? I promise. It's just a little mood shifter for you today, okay? I hope that works for you. Oh, it's not nice. I know it's not nice. I do have something else that's going to cheer you up. Tickets to Aslan. How would you like tickets to Aslan? Their rescheduled date is on the 18th of March. And as well as that, we're going to be catching a word with comedian Carl Spain. The eleven to one show. He's so beautiful. 
There they are, Aslan on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, my next guest started out studying communications and TV production before getting into stand-up comedy, but he's now well-established as one of Ireland's most popular comedians. He's over 20 years in the business, appearing at festivals all over the world. This year, he's back with a brand new stand-up show. Well, what did you expect? That's what it's called, where he talks about how we are, where we are, and how to solve all the world's problems. I'm delighted he's bringing the tour to Drogheda and Dundalk next month, and I have have Carl Spain on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Carl? I'm very good. I'm very good. But you could you could have cheered my Blue Monday a bit more by going, <laughs> was she so beautiful? Now, he is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Carl, now that'd be just too much of a cheesy segue, too but I cheesy, love that. Yeah. I do love that, I have to say. Uh, you, things aren't blue for you. Things are very sunny where you are, I believe, are they? Oh, don't tell people that. They hate me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're in Dubai at the moment. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, look, it's very, it's very bleak and cold and everything else here. So, you know, soak that stuff up, you know what I mean? Get the vitamin D into you. Yeah, if it cheers people up, I've only another week here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> going back to the start, uh, before people do hate you, uh, going back to the start of this, communications and TV production, very different from stand-up. Like, what drew you into the world of comedy? Where did it all begin, Carl? Um, well, I had done, we, in secondary school, there was one of the teachers did a kind of extracurricular module, extracurricular module of, we had a TV station in the school. So I actually was a TV presenter when I was about 14, 15 in school. We had a TV station in CBS in Limerick. God, that was so, a very posh school altogether, wasn't it? It, well, it was, it's never been called that. It's been accused of much. But so I had a, I had a kind of, we, and we, ent- we won, we um, entered competitions. We made a documentary and won the All-Ireland. We beat the universities wow. at second level. Um, so I was an All-Ireland champion in 1987 for making a video. And so I went back to college and did, I went back as a mature student and did, I always had an interest in that, in TV production and doing stuff. But while doing it, it kind of, you know, you end up, when you're presenting the stuff, you have to have some bit of, I found it quite easy to do the presenting bit. Yeah. You know, to be a bit funny. And I always wanted to do stand-up, but I didn't, I thought I was too shy. Um, I eventually overcame the shyness, but um, I found it, it, it was a nice stepping stone of being a presenter, you know. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be hard for you now to do some stand-up. I oh, think. no, listen, the thought of this now absolutely terrifies me. Like, you know, the, the the fact that I'm safely ensconced in a studio where no one's looking at me is, you know, this is why this works, Carl. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You'd be surprised how much the reaction, the reaction uh, makes you feel good, you know, sets off the endorphins when you're, you get a laugh. Yeah, absolutely. But tell me about your first gig. Do you remember where it was? Do you remember the jokes? And what was the audience like? I, of course, I remember <laughs> the first gig. I, I, I could, if you asked me about ten gigs ago, I go, "Oh, was I there?" No, but uh, the first gig was in the Haypenny Bridge Inn in Dublin, and um, my first joke was: this was April two thousand, and my first joke was: I'm from Limerick. I just want you to know that uh, Limerick has a bad reputation because uh, you know a handful of people what they do gets on the TV, gets on the radio, and you all judge us by them. We're not all like the cranberries, right? <laughs> Silly joke at the time. I know yeah. it feels terrible now. <laughs> yeah. A day or two after Dolores' anniversary. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I, w- I would have been a cranberries fan, but uh, got a big laugh. And when I got a laugh, it threw me so much. I had a whole more bit about the cranberries and their lyrics and stuff, I never, which I've never done on stage. And 
my friend uh, Mary was down the back going, oh my God, he's dying, he's dying. <laughs> Another girl, uh, Trish, I knew, goes, oh, do you have to let it linger? First heckle after one joke. <laughs> um, but I got it together and it was a new act thing and the audience vote. And as you can guess, by already revealed I knew two of the audience. I knew enough of the audience, they all voted for me. <laughs> and I won. Went back the following week and won. Went back the following week and won. Went back the fourth week and died on my bottom. Oh. But... I'd got a taste for it at that stage. Um, and yeah, we've been doing it ever since. And like, if the crowd is just not, like you can't say, get them back on side, you can't win them back over. Like, is that the longest, say, 20 to 30 minutes of your life? Or, or can you leave the stage? Can you just leave? I've never left the stage because of it. I've, I know people who have. <clears throat> um, but no, I've never left it. There's, you always think you can win them back. But there's times you don't. But you to think about why you lost them in the first place. Um, I've been in situations where, um, in Edinburgh, like where like the second or third act on, and loads of acts on, and you go, God, this is the worst audience ever. And you come off and you go, nobody's getting anything here. And then Mickey Flanagan went on and absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> and nice. you go, oh, right, hold on again. It was Mickey they were waiting for, or... Uh, uh, it just wasn't our day, but you can you can change a room. Like you know, sometimes if the, the acts before you haven't done well, or they've upset the audience with some joke, if you go on and kind of make a funny reference to it, you can win the audience back. You know, audiences want to laugh, yeah, They're there to enjoy themselves, and it's it's nice to be the facilitator sometimes. Yeah, completely. Uh, sometimes, all the time, Carol. Come on now. I, 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 the other thing I didn't know until today, this morning, I had no idea that you actually write material for other comedians. So is there a brilliant joke? If, they, if a brilliant joke comes to you that's exceptional, do you just like keep it for yourself? <laughs> no, I've made that mistake in the past that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's jokes I've written and you go... And it, sometimes they don't suit you as such. Like, well, that's you know, it too, yeah. Yeah, that would work better from a female comedian or that would work better from a gay comedian. And you think, oh, I have to give it to them. But sometimes you'd be... How, how it works best for me in that situation is if someone's telling a story um, and I'll go, right, well, you could say this and that make it funny. So if the, if the story is already there... I've done it for amateurs as part of... Um, a thing in Tullamore every year. There's a fundraiser. And my favourite one was the priest. Don't panic, there's nothing coming. Uh, <laughs> the priest. I was teaching stand-up and I said, what's your funny story? And he said, oh, my dog went missing. But everyone thought I had gone missing. Oh, right. And I gave him a joke to say. And he goes, oh, I couldn't say that. And I went, trust me. So when he was on stage, then he goes, oh, my dog went missing. And everyone thought I'd gone missing, which was fine. Until my, I heard my housekeeper on the phone say, well, the last time I saw him, he was running around the garden with just his collar on him. <laughs> and the audience erupted like it was... I could just visualise that straight away. I was like, I was like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> he looked over, like the crowd. It was one of the biggest laughs. You know, it's a perfect, you know, massive laugh. Yeah. And you see, it's like reminding me of my first gig when you get that first laugh. He was just like, oh my God. So he gives me a big thumbs up and I was like, I felt like Mr. Miyagi there sitting there. Yes, yes, I know it. <laughs> it was great fun to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. for people of all levels, you know, and if you get a line into, you know, uh, a comedian, a superstar or whatever, and you say, oh, do you ever think, you know, we'd, we'd always suggest jokes to each other. Mm. You know what I mean? So you'd say, oh, you could say that. And you go, oh God, I never thought of that. And they try it and they get a round of applause and you feel... 
you feel like, oh yes, we've written that show together, even though you've only one joke in it. Well, did you know, it's fantastic to see that in the industry, because like, look, let's face it, the entertainment business can be absolutely ruthless. But I have heard from people uh, that comedians are very good at helping each other out, supporting each other, supporting the next people who are trying to kind of cut their teeth, which is fantastic to see. It is, and you will see it at the um, at the festivals. Like you go into the backstage areas, or like the what we call, I'd say VIP, but it's not quite that VIP. <laughs> you know, creates the wrong impression. But you know where we all hang out. But you'll see the guys who are going since the eighties, chatting to the newest ones and giving them advice and all that. You know, like I'm here in Dubai, part of the Irish Festival, and you'd have Barry Murphy from Apple Match, and he'd be a big mentor and influence. Mm. Sinead Quinlan from Cork who was here you know and the, the generation he's like a father to her you know but it's that thing of you know we all try and help each other um, and hopefully you'll get some of that back at some point Yeah it's no, it's great it to quite, see it, it really is quite is. a good community like that Yeah that, that's fantastic to see that support and, and you're back touring with a new show, show well what did you expect tell me about this what should we expect? <laughs> you should expect <laughs> lots of funny stuff um, it's on the back of I did support for Kevin Bridges tour and that's why I'm here for another week he's the last gig is in Abu Dhabi on Saturday of his tour um but because I played Belfast in Dublin to like 30,000 people um uh I showcased myself so I said I better put on my own show and it sold uh Dublin and Belfast have sold out but obviously not everybody that goes to gigs in Belfast and Dublin are from Belfast and Dublin so we are across the north of Ireland and Dundalk and Drogheda come into that catchment area and the tickets are selling well it was just nice to remind people that I'm a bit funny as well (laughs) I I said I might as well put on a tour Um, and yeah I'm in uh, Dundalk on the 16th of February if you're if you're still a bit annoyed after Valentine's (laughs) I'm in Drogheda on the 25th of February if you're still a bit annoyed after Valentine's (laughs) Um, the spirit store in the TLT uh, I I did the TLT before for Panto so I won't be doing any of that stuff um Oh, it's a lovely, yeah. it's a lovely room that they have there. The prop room, they've done it all. It's, room, it's, it yeah, looks yeah. amazing. So you're, you're going to enjoy it there. Speaking of Valentine's, I have to mention the greatest TV show that I can't believe got actually aired on RTE. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Spain wants a woman. Talk to me about this because obviously you kept came up with the concept of this. I would have loved to have been in the room when you pitched this to RTE. Like, were they just going, right? Let's go for it, or were they reluctant, or what happened? No, it was it was actually the easiest pitch ever oh. because I had I was told the people in RT I was told oh they're fine and I didn't know who they were like the, the executives and commissioners and all those they said they're they're big fans of yours um, have you any ideas for a show and it was around the time Des Bishop had done the the work experience oh yeah so I thought oh kind of comedian doing something he wouldn't normally do but because back to the start of the interview my background in TV production. We did a project in college about how dating is going to change in the 21st century. Love it. And we'd look at speed dating and internet, all that kind of stuff. But we never put anybody through it. So I suggested that as a TV program, saying, oh, we could do a look at dating, how it's changed. I'll go through all the, you know, I'll go out on all the dates and then I'll do stand-up about it. But as we started making the show, it became, you know, we were meeting all these all the girls that we were meeting on the dates were great. You know, it's like there's all these women out there. And I said, I can't, I have to be, like, I was genuine. I was single at the time, so I was genuine looking for someone. But um, I have to be more genuine about this, you know, I have to, try, um, and I did find my partner, Rachel, on it, and we're still together. Yeah. Um, 
17 years. That's and, uh, brilliant. That's absolutely and brilliant. To change <laughs> as well, yeah. Yeah. Or he paid me to go with her. <laughs> as I constantly remind her. <laughs> I love it, Carl. It's been fantastic chatting to you. I'm running up against time here. But thank no you so, worries. so much for taking time from away from the sun to have a chat with me this morning. <laughs> Thanks a million. Now. Bye. Thanks a million, Carl Spain there. He is coming to Drogheda, uh, to the TLT on the 25th and also to the Spirit Store in Dundalk on the 16th of February. Tickets from Ticketmaster.ie. Time is flying here. News at 12 is approaching, but still to come. Plenty of options for leaving cert students. Dunboyne College of Further Education are having an open day. We'll be finding out more about the college and what they offer after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Sons with the cave on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. We are celebrating the little things in life because we're saying boo, thumbs down to Blue Monday. There's no Blue Monday here. Joseph Levins Andrade says he's so grateful to wake up every morning beside my wonderful wife. Joseph, are you looking for branding points? Fair play to you. And to have my lovely family. Plus, I'll give up, I've will give up. i given up all the junk food. I've started walking. Feels great. Was 15 stone. Now 14 pound, uh, 14.2 uh, uh, is, the, is the reading on the scales. Feeling better already. Joseph, that is a phenomenal achievement already. And we're only into like halfway through January. Keep it up. Fantastic. Uh, also... Sinead was such a, uh, this is Derek, uh, Sinead was up on such a lovely sunny fresh morning. Sure, what more would make you happy? Absolutely Derek, absolutely. We're all about the feel good vibes. Do keep those coming in. Maria says, uh, when the mother is up with the breakfast, that definitely brightens my day. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Nothing better than having the breakfast handed to you. Yeah, keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Now time for some celebrity news. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM. Hi, I'm Crossy. Bad Education Season 4 aired on the BBC last night. The series continues, though, without Jack Whitehall. Last night, the class paid tribute to the iconic moment of Celebrity Big Brother, where they mistook housemate David Guest to be dead, rather than David Bowie, who had actually passed away in the outside world. Here's the class musical of it from Bad Education. David's dead. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, my God, everybody. What? David's dead. What? David's dead. I've got to see the body. David's dead. David's dead. David. No, he's not. What? He's right here. No, not that David. What? Not the egg-shaped music producer David Gast. The The witch witch David. My David. Only Fools and Horses star Nicholas Lindhurst is joining a remake of the classic American sitcom Frasier. The 61-year-old, best known as Rodney, will appear alongside Kelsey Grammer, who's reprising his role as the show's main character, psychiatric Frasier Crane. Paramount Plus says Lindhurst will play an old college friend of Frasier called Alan Cornwell. Ekin Sue says she'll be watching Love Island as much as she can as she trains for Dancing on Ice. She and her boyfriend Davide were crowned winners of the summer season last year. She has this message though for those taking part of the series which starts later on tonight. I wish them luck. Um, I think everyone will do great and to, to, to be themselves. I was a Love Islander once and it's a great experience and hope they all find the, the love of their life, you know. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. 
We just to add to, I suppose, entertainment news and showbiz news, the Dignam family. So Christy and Catherine Dignam and the family have given an update on Christy's health. Uh, this is coming in a, a statement from his management presence, PR. Uh, a large number of people, you know, and media, I suppose, are inquiring after Christy. So they say in July 2022, Christy was admitted to Beaumont Hospital, spent the next six months in the care of the hematology and cardiac care team. Since December, he has been at home as being and is being cared for lovingly by family with the support of a palliative care team. So the Dignam family wants to thank everyone for keeping Christy in their thoughts and prayers and asks for privacy at this time. So thinking of Christy and family, uh, but um, that is the state of play at the moment in terms of Christy, according to the family statement. Human League, don't you want me on LMFM's 11 to 1... We're going to be finding out now more about Dunboyne College of Further Education because there's a lot of talk about the dreaded CAO. That deadline is coming up and you're kind of thinking, what am I going to do? Leaving cert students, there's so much pressure. We're going to alleviate some of that pressure now because we'll be chatting to Dennis Leonard. He's principal of Dunboyne College of Further Education. He's also a career guidance counsellor. There's lots on offer there at the college. They're holding an open day this Wednesday. We're going to chat to Dennis all about that just after these. The 11 to 1 show. It's mid-January, the kids are back at school and for those facing the leaving cert there is talk of the dreaded CAO deadline on February 1st but there are lots of options out there and some of them are right here in the northeast on our doorstep. We're going to discuss some of the options now. I'm delighted to be joined by Dennis Leonard. He's Principal of Dunboyne College of Further Education. Dennis is also a career guidance counsellor in the school as well. You're very welcome Dennis. How are you getting on? Not too bad. Good afternoon to you Sinead and all your listeners. Hope you're well. Great to have you on the programme. Now first of all uh, you guys released statistics recently. Uh, I was looking at them, the numbers going into university and getting jobs from their course in Dunboyne College of Further Education is just incredible, Dennis. Absolutely, Sinead. And uh, again, thanks for having us on. And uh, I just say, look, I know the LMFM region that you cover is very much throughout the northeast and, and is well covered through yourselves, but also it's very well covered through uh, PLC and further education options, not just through ourselves here in Dunboyne, uh, in the southern end of, of your area, but in in Diffie there beside you yep. in, in Drogheda and Ophi College in Dundalk. In fact, we're the only uh, ET, we're under LMETB and we're probably the only ETB in the country who has consistently grown its PLC numbers over the last 10 years. And the reason is we're also surrounded by many colleges and universities, uh, third levels, new technical universities, who are more than happy to take our, our, our students. Now here in Dunboyne, we're the fifth largest uh, provider in the top five uh, every year in terms of numbers of PLC uh, courses in the country. And uh, we have over 60 full-time courses and it, it, what's interesting in the figures we released recently is that uh, one consistent figure is that over 90% of those who are eligible after they finish the year with us and who applied through the CAO system actually get a university award offer. Now we'd have a thousand students here every year of which about 500 want to go to university when they finish. The other 500 roughly want to go straight into employment. We can talk about that later. But of those who applied, uh, over 450 were still eligible and over 420 
29 got an offer. Wow. And uh, in fact, uh, 416 of those offers were actually at level 8, that's honours degree programmes, and 273 received offers for level 7. Now, I know you're probably saying 416 and 273 adds up to a bit more than 429. The fact is, many students apply on both lists. They apply for both an honours degree at level 8, and they might apply for an ordinary degree at level 7. And it, they can actually receive both offers, and when they receive their CAO, it's up to them which offer they decide to pursue. So many would have received both offers. And these figures of 429 do not include students who went to the University of Ulster, those who go to the UK or go to EU universities, because we have a much harder time tracking them because they don't come through the CEO tracker system. Obviously, we're relying on them coming back to us and telling us where yeah. they are. So there's obviously many more than those 429 are now in third level colleges. But um, really, that's far more than any secondary school w- w- would send on because students come here with the year at 17, 18, 19, 20 years of age or older with the idea of maybe pursuing uh, a degree program but many want to pursue uh, you know uh, something in the area of employment as well so many will go straight into jobs when they finish their courses uh, for example in childcare, hairdressing airlines beauty hotel spas animal care in fact you know many of those students are actually in employment before they finish the course here because they do a work experience in some hotel spa or some animal shelter and they say look at when you finish your course and you have your age would you come back and work full time with us Brilliant. rather than maybe the part time you're working now so it can work extremely well for students if they work the system Yeah it really does and you know the, the students studying with you they're, they're getting as you say into these high points degree courses it's not based on their leaving cert points which is crucial uh, I think to kind of clarify Dennis because there's so much pressure isn't there on the leaving cert that one exam that could just completely derail somebody Yeah before we even talk about that I think there's one very important point I need to make and that is that when you go through the leaving cert everyone will tell you, we'll all say the same, the Leaving Cert is probably the hardest exam you'll yep. ever do because you have to be good at Irish and English and maths at a minimum. You almost always have to be good at a third language. You probably have to be good at a science course, maybe humanities course. It's so diverse and most of us are not built that way. We're, we're built with, with certain kinds of minds where we're into computers or we're into healthcare or we're into you know maybe maths and commerce or whatever else. We're all different in the terms of the ways we're made up and what happens is you have to get the points in the Leaving Cert from all those different courses. While when you come to us, you're doing pre-university science or pre-university arts or pre-university animal care, you're doing something that you love and you have a passion for, and you're doing it over eight different courses in the week. Your, your eight yeah. to nine modules are made up of something you like. So therefore, you have a chance of getting far greater points from us, and it's whichever points are greater that the actual CAO will take. So you can still apply under your CEO points from, from Leaving Cert, but what most people do when they come here is they apply to the CEO again, and now they have a chance of actually getting in on a new set of points, which will come from like all those science courses or all those computer courses or what they're good at. So this year, as you, what you mentioned there, Sinead, is correct. We had students who got into DCU athletic te- therapy and training into commerce and UCD. Um, you know, the, these would have been 554 points in the Leaving Cert to get mm. into. Psychology and Maynooth, you know, people got into that. Accounting and Finance and DCU. Home Ex and Biology up in St. Angeles, which is under the University of Galway. Psychology and UCD. The TU for Dublin offered places and graduates in, 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 of our college in clinical measurement science which is 520 or optometry 555 and Trinity actually offered places on their, their business economics and social studies very popular course it's 576 points or biological and biomedical yeah. science is 578 so I, if points, I can give you an example yeah. if you're in science in UCD the, the, say next September and you look around that lecture hall many people got 
in there because they got 500 and odd points in the leave insert. Another good few people got in there because they did a course like ours in pre-university science and got in. And there's other people there because they were mature over 23 mm. and they applied for a mature place. It doesn't make any difference how you get into that lecture hall once you actually go through the system either through leave insert, through our system in further ed, or go through the mature student system. You still come out with the same degree at the end once you work hard in UCD or Trinity or Maynooth University or any of those places where they offer science or any of those other qualifications. Absolutely. And, you know, you've mentioned a couple of the courses there. Give us a flavour of, of what you offer then for people. Okay, we offer a huge diversity of courses. We offer all of the healthcare courses, top to bottoms. We offer courses as diverse as, you know, nursing, uh, you know, psychology, childcare, you know, all those kind of, you know, healthcare courses. And even in recent years, we've got into, you know, like physiotherapy. We've got into areas, you know, where they actually like occupational uh, therapy, mm-hmm. you know, areas like speech and language. Uh, the pre-paramedic is very popular as well, you know, and all the criminology and psychology is out the door. We have so many graduates in that. I, I blame true crime, the true crime series that people are obsessed with. Oh, absolutely. With. <laughs> you know, it, it, criminology has become so, so popular. And then there's a whole science background to that. And even science, I remember we started here, we started in 2003 with, you know, 40 students who have grown to 1,000 incrementally year on year. And when we started, we didn't offer science until about 2005, six, And now we offer science, ag science, forensic science, biomedical science, environmental science, sports science, food science, animal science, physiotherapy. So you have such a range there. Arts, law, teaching, a huge range there. You can do, actually, we do our teaching program in conjunction with the University in Maynooth, where they go over there a full day on a Tuesday and they work with their teaching students. Fantastic. We offer all the business, business finance, accounting, auctioneering, you know, journalism, tourism, online, and a few other examples. Like computers, people just think, well, it's just obviously a course in computers. But do you want to do software, creative digital media, graphic design, architectural design, or a design course like, say, uh, animation? You know, film mm. has become huge. They're opening in opening a new studio now in the Midlands with 1,000 jobs. There's a huge amount of jobs in film and of course all our people getting Golden Globes and everything else this like is that. There's a lot more going into it. Absolutely. The services, the, service, the services area, can I just mention that? Services is huge. The amount of people we need in Ireland to service the service area in airline, beauty, hair, cookery, sports, animal care, equine. So, And we also offer level six. You can do a second year here to get a better qualification. So really the, the 60 courses there, I know I ran through them quickly but there's a huge diversity. Oh there's huge, there's Huge choice, Dennis. There's absolutely huge choice. But so how do people apply? What do they do? I mean, we were talking there that, you know, the leave insert points, I mean, we, that doesn't really sort of come into play. So what do they need to do? Yeah, so leave insert students this time of year obviously are looking at their CAO options. You can apply to us through CAO, but you can apply directly to PLC colleges, whether it's ourselves or Diffie and Drogheda or OFE College in Dundalk. You apply directly to the college uh, and on the website, ours is, is dunboyncollege.ie. You know, it's, it's, it's simple enough to find. So what you do is then, you, once you apply, we actually get our, our offers in round zero. So in other words, our offers are given out before the Leave Insert offer. So it's called okay. round zero. So at that stage, your best eight modules here, there's a set of points, and your, your offers are given out even before the Leave Insert offers. But you get a second chance then during the Leave Insert, there's another set of places given out to PLC students in conjunction with the Leave Insert offers, particularly in the technical universities, a place like Dundalk and things like that. They do them all 
altogether. Many of the universities do it in round zero. Uh, some of the universities and all of the technical colleges often do it in round one with the leave inserts. So really, anything that you're interested in study, you can actually, you know, we talk you through the process. We have guidance counselors here. The application process is very simple. It's online through our website, and uh, basically you just click apply now, and you go in, and uh, those, you know, it's, it's, people often get confused with further education and PLC. They're basically, we're all under the one department now, you know, yep. and uh, D. Ferris under Simon Harris, and basically it's all on the one level. That's why it's all on CAO. So whether you go the further education PLC route, now there's a good few reasons why people do them. It's not just because you think you mightn't get your points. Mm. Sometimes you're 17 or 18, feel a bit young. You're too young, and level. you just want that taster and to see yeah. is it the right choice as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just try it out and see, do you like computers? Do you like nursing? There's people who have gone to university to do nursing, and by November they discover they go yeah. to, in, in DCU, and they get out in a hospital ward. They don't like the sight of blood or a busy emergency ward. You'll discover all that with us on your clinical placements, and you'll do all the courses for nursing. You'll do your nursing, your anatomy and physiology, your theory and practice, your infection prevention control. You have all that going in. So the, the, the biggest figure I've heard in recent years is the dropout rate in, in first year in, in college can often be anywhere from 10 to 20% yeah. and higher in some courses. It's less than 3% for people to do a further education course first and then go on to third level because you're kind of re-choosing it when you go. You're going through the whole process again. You're choosing something you like. You've tried out for a year. You've done the modules on the ground. You've done the work experience, which is key. And then you know it's really something that you really want to do. Fantastic. And uh, for people who want more information, you have an open day happening on Wednesday. Yeah, we have, we have a full open day now in, in, in March, on the 29th of March, but what we have this week is we have an open night which suits people after work. Or oh yeah, that's right, yeah. It's from 6pm to 8.30pm. Uh, parents can come with their children, you know, and, and or, or, or young students can come on their own, or mature students come on their own, doesn't really matter. You can actually meet with staff, you meet our career guidance team, we give you a short talk about the college, so it's, it's very user-friendly. Come after work anytime between 6 and half 8. We're in the business park in Dunboyne, Another important factor as well is that all our courses, because of the government, uh, you know, supports for the last two years with cost of living and everything else, are actually 200. So whether you're doing a very practical course okay. like hairdressing or nursing or airline, where you get a huge amount of practical sessions or a huge amount of equipment or uniforms, all that comes in at 200 euros. And the only non-refundable fee is 30 euros if you go through till next September and you pull out, you, we keep 30 euros. You can get that fee back, that 200, uh, next September, October, if you change your mind or get a third level offer. Fantastic. So compared to the 3,000 we're going to college, yes, you know, it's actually to think about there. A, a, very, a very easy way. And also, like I say, a lot of people, we've mentioned college the whole time, but an awful lot of people, 50% of our students and many PLC colleges, maybe even more, 50% want to go into something like childcare, healthcare, business, hairdressing, beauty, cookery, animal care, where the qualification we give you will get you, you know, the training that you need to be able to do that job. Or in the case of childcare, you have an industry qualification where they'll take you directly from this course and actually move it in. And we also have night classes as well if people want to do night classes. So, like, the huge variety... The part-time is, is fantastic. Yeah, because, like, you know, like for mature students as well, if they're already in a job maybe and they want to keep the job going maybe or they're funding their college with a job, the part-time option is fantastic as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, I mean, dunboyncollege.ie, you can get all the information there, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's actually, and we get to LMETB, all these courses are available. And also, Catherine Fox offers skills to advance courses if there's employees out there who want to be upskilled, you know, or mm-hmm. employers looking to upskill their employees, you can contact her. Sean O'Brien does our night classes and special needs, patient care, digital marketing. But all of this information, uh, you know, if, if the website isn't, you know, you don't find what you want on it, it's just 802 and 802 That's all you need is no one number. And you can actually ring there. And Christine and Vilma are our two wonderful secretaries in our office. And they'll make sure that you get pointed in the right direction to make sure that you know exactly which course you might like to do. Or they'll point you towards our career guidance courses or course coordinators who will give you first-hand information. Fantastic, Dennis. We, 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 out there. Yeah, absolutely. So. And we, we'll have to leave it there for now. But thank you so, so much for joining me today. Sinead, thank you so much for your time. And don't forget, there's many ways to get to where you want to go. Just choose the right one. Fantastic, Dennis. Great advice. Thanks a million. Dennis Leonard there. Lots to absorb there. By the way, if you, if you missed any of that, I will be putting it up on the podcast later on, lmfm.ie. But the open night, it's happening this Wednesday night in the college there in the business park in Dunboyne from 6 to 8.30pm and more details, dunboynecollege.ie. Now, I got a message earlier on on WhatsApp on 086 086-1800-658 and this is fantastic this is coming in from Dakota Waddle all the way from Ohio they say uh, I have finally got the LMFM number meant to send you a text but it's failing was failing to send due to the connection if you're doing song requests I'd love to hear this one by the Cranberries so I had to oblige for Dakota in Ohio listening to LMFM radio here's the Cranberries for you There's the cranberries with dreams, especially for Dakota, all the way in Ohio, sending me pictures as well of being tuned in on 086-1800-658. Thank you so much for choosing LMFM all the way over there in Ohio. Thank you. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. To our jobs, Borowadi Motors Tara requires an experienced mechanic in the Meath area. Experience with diagnostic equipment is an advantage. Please apply to John Clark Tara at gmail.com. The Valley in Malera Dunlear requires experienced full-time bar person and waiting staff. Excellent terms and conditions provided. Please send your CV to valleyinenquiries at gmail.com or you can give John a call. He's on 087-984-2969. Rice and Ruddy Motors are looking to hire a fully qualified motor mechanic with at least one year's experience. Application deadline is January 31st. To apply, send your CV to noel at ricerudy.ie or you can give them a call 87 417 3260. A family owned business require a full time bookkeeper for the retail sector in the Dundalk area. Please apply in writing to info at kmor.ie. The closing date for that one is the 31st of January. And Bus Erin are hiring dro- drivers in the Drogheda area. For more information, please attend the City North Hotel this Saturday, the 21st, and Sunday, the 22nd of January, from 8am to 3. Or you can check out the local job section on lmfm.ie. And don't forget, all the details of the jobs will be up there on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. 
that reminds me of my teenage disco days. Robert Miles with children in the Green Hills disco. Will you shift me, friend? No! My jam is on. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely brilliant. Robert Miles with children. That didn't happen very often. There wasn't much uh, requests for will you shift me, friend, for me, I'm afraid. And look, don't feel sorry for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not asking for you to feel sorry for me. But it would be nice just, you know, the odd time to have a few more requests like that. Do you know? Just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, if (laughs) you are looking for the shift and more, well, Virgin Media have launched their brand new season and something about a brand new show has caught my eye. It's all to do with love and romance. I'll tell you all about it after these. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Are you looking for love in 2023? Oh, yeah. Now, amidst all this sort of Love Island chaos that's going on with Virgin Media, they have launched a new series. It's called Graw Aaron Thra. And apparently, they're on the hunt for singletons to be in the series. So the new series is set to shoot this summer and give us a whole new outlook on the Gale Talked. Yes, the Gale Talked. It could be trendy, it could be sexy in the Gale Talked. Uh, so Graw Aaron Traw will see contestants getting to know each other on a stunning scenic location, all while trying to learn our native language. I mean, sign me up for watching that, that's for sure. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> so they're hunting for singletons they're going to be shooting in the Gale Talked. So they say Graw and Traw will see singletons couple up and get cosy as they get to grips with the language and each other. Forget Love Island. Graw and Traw is where it's happening. Uh, three fun tasks, cheeky challenges and romantic rendezvous. Our couples will compete to find love and be crowned the couple with the most fuckle. <laughs> Who's writing the script for this? Seriously, that's brilliant. So a call out for the show will be coming our way very shortly and you can be right on the money that I will be all over this, okay? Graw air on Traw. You heard it here first on LMFM's 11 to 1. Niall Horan and Anne-Marie finishing off our good vibes on 11 to 1 with our song. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for all of your messages and for all the guests on the show just to remind people because there's always a big demand when this lady is on but tomorrow I'll be chatting wills with Elaine Byrne she's going to be joining us talking about all how to do your will she'll have lots of specifics on that that's all coming your way on tomorrow's show but for now have a great day chat to you then The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. L-M-F-M. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, 
and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.